Hey everyone, welcome to Tetsuo Tells a Story. I'm Tetsuo. It's spooky season, and I got a few stories up my sleeves to share. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and share my video with family and friends. There is a transition effect in the episode denoting a change to the next story. If you have any topics or ideas you'd like for me to do, place them in the comments below. Also, let everyone know what your costume is in the comments. If you want, you can send me your Halloween photos at TetsuoTellsAStory at gmail.com. And of course, I'm not going to share them without your permission and your consent. Without further ado, relax and turn on your nightlights. Please enjoy this episode titled 12 True Scary Halloween Stories. To chill your soul. About seventeen years ago, my younger sister Marie and her friends decided to play a homemade Ouija board. It was mid-October, and Halloween was fast approaching. I thought they were being silly, and decided to ask the spirits of the board a question. What am I thinking? Well, the scariest thing happened. It spelled out Latin phrase, meaning, And you, Brutus? Exactly what I was thinking. I was such a skeptic about the supernatural until that day. However, that was only the beginning. My sister continued to play more with the Ouija board and demonic happenings began to occur. She was only 14 and didn't realize the implications of her curiosity. Marie began to experience extreme insomnia and visions or hallucinations of a man with vampire teeth and red eyes. She would only sleep for a short while and then I would awake to blood curling screams. Marie would yell for me and beg for me to sleep with her in her room. After a month, Marie started to see apparitions in the windows at night. She begged me to switch rooms with her. To better understand the rest of the room, I will describe our house. Marie's room was originally a family room with a large floor-to-ceiling window in the center looking out to the front lawn. It had four windows looking out towards the back of the house. The room had its own sink and a door leading to the outside. My mom had been renting the house for less than a year. Across from our house, there is an old graveyard, about 20 graves. After a month had passed, my sister began to see dark shadow figures wandering the house. Of course, I didn't see them. Unfortunately, I began to hear footsteps on the flat roof of my bedroom. I climbed the roof to see who and what was up there. But there was nothing. I also kept the heavy drapes shut because I was afraid of seeing something scary. One night, two of my friends came over and we were joking around when I looked out the window to see two red glowing eyes staring at me. I screamed and told my friend Lisa to shut the curtains. I told them what I saw and they decided to go home and refused. To come back. A few days later, when I was taking a shower 
something opened the bathroom door. I quickly wrapped a towel around myself and ran into the small hallway, but no one was there. My bedroom, which used to be my sister's, was right next to the bathroom. I looked at the door handle and I watched it turn by itself. Out of nowhere, there was a loud knock and boom, right against my bedroom door. I ran into the bathroom and locked myself there until my mom and sister came home from the store. My sister was so freaked out, she grabbed the Ouija board and some matches. We both ran out into the front lawn and tried to burn it, but it wouldn't burn. Marie started to cry and told my mom about the experiences that she was having. My mom, being Catholic, became very upset. She took my sister to counseling, which later led to a juvenile detention center. After several months, Marie moved to Ohio with my dad. I then began to see shadow forms throughout the house. I could not sleep, and I continued to see ghostly figures of old people staring into my bedroom window. One night, while I was taking out the garbage, I heard a low growl from the tall grass in the backyard. The lawnmower hasn't been working, so the grass grew to about four to five feet tall, kind of like field grass. Obviously, I was dumb, but I decided to walk towards the sound. I could feel the dry grass rubbing against my arms as I pushed forward. I think I got about 10 feet before I heard the most horrifying guttural roar. It sounded like a cross between a bear and a wolf. To this day, I have heard nothing like it. Something was moving quickly and heavily through the grass towards me. As I turned to run back towards the house, I saw a dark form lift itself up from the ground onto its two legs. All I can really remember is the two slanted red eyes boring a hole into my mind. I screamed and did not look back as I slammed the laundry room door behind me. I had trouble catching my breath and I could feel sweat streaming down my temples. I later found out from some kids whose relatives owned the house that it was built over the graveyard. They didn't even bother digging up the graves. I guess enough water filled the crawl space underneath and loosened up some of the graves. So they just filled it with cement and dirt. My mom finally realized how terrified I was of the house that she decided to rent an apartment. My sister continues to experience paranormal and demonic events at my aunt's house until she moved out and lived on her own. This is one of many things that happened to me back in October of 2009. This happened when I was 14 years old, a freshman in high school. In my high school, we have a Hmong class, and that year my classmates were begging our Hmong teacher to tell us scary stories because it was nearing Halloween. My teacher told our class some true and freaky stories that day, but my teacher said something that really got into me. Ghosts are everywhere, and if you're clumsy, you may bump into one, and they may follow you home 
Or they may just like you and follow you home. The day went by and I wasn't bothered by it much until it was time to go to bed. My brother and I share a room as my brother slept next to me. I started getting drowsy and went straight to sleep. My dream that I remember till this day and it still gives me chills every time I mention it. In my dream, I was in my parents' bathroom. The lights were dim and I was using it, looking at myself in the mirror to see if it was me. In my dream, I was cautious and tried to avoid nightmares as if I could sense the nightmare happening and hopefully I could stop it, but I couldn't. After I finished using the bathroom, I looked at myself in the mirror again to see if, if it was still me and it really was. I walked out of the bathroom and was in my parents' room. In my parents' room, they had large mirrors that you can see from head to toe. For some reason, I had a feeling in my dream that I wasn't alone. As I was walking by the large mirrors, I had to stop and look at myself to see if I was still myself. I turned and looked, and no, it wasn't me. It was a dark thing that covered my whole body, shadowy in a way. The moment I saw that, my dream took me to real life, and I was frozen. I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I screamed and screamed, but I didn't make a sound. I moved and moved, but I couldn't. I cried, and I cried. Finally, I shook my younger brother with my right hand, but I was only doing it in my dreams. In real life, I was suffocating and paralyzed. I was experiencing sleep paralysis. The moment I broke free, I felt a cool breeze and I saw a white aberration dissipating outside of my vision. The next day, I was okay, but I didn't tell my parents. I kept this all to myself until it started getting worse. And this isn't the only incident. But remember this. Ghosts are everywhere. And if you're clumsy, you may bump into one. And they can follow you home. Or they may just like you and follow you home. This story happened back in 2017. I was trick-or-treating when my legs started to hurt like heck. Thankfully, my house was nearby so I walked home. My dad checked on me and said that he was going to be at the house across the lawn. I said okay and my dad left. I was laying on the couch eating some candy when suddenly my body goes numb and I couldn't move. My vision got wired. The best way I can put this is seeing big black snowflakes. I tried to scream but nothing came out. I was suddenly able to move my head and I was somehow able to visually look into the other room as if my spirit was traveling. And this is where I saw it. I saw a tall figure walking very slowly, but I was able to move physically again. And that's when it ended. I was now taken back to, quote, real life, unquote. I told my mom about it, along with a few friends. If any of you have any good explanations 
onto why this happened or what happened. Please, please tell me. This is not my story, but my husband's. This event happened when he was around seven or eight years old. It was Halloween, and my husband was over at his cousin's house. They were all watching scary movies. All of a sudden, they all hear something move across the wooden floors where they were sitting. Everyone jumped up off the couches and quickly turned on the lights. They saw an actual real doll come to life and they tried to kill it. The doll had a knife in its hand and tried chasing them. The doll was chasing after all eight of them and they were going to the couch and jumping around the table like crazy. My husband told me that the doll was so slow so they kicked the doll across the room. They then grabbed the knife from the doll and they used that knife to chop the doll into pieces. They threw the doll into a black bag and tossed it into a big trash can, threw it outside and locked the glass sliding door. About 10 or 15 minutes later, the doll's hand tried coming back inside the house but it couldn't. They just sat on the couch, watching the doll, eating junk food, and laughing at the doll, trying to break inside. I'm sorry if this sounds fake, but it's real. I was laughing like crazy when he told me this, because they said they chopped up the doll like it was nothing, so I found it really hilarious, but... It must have been scary since my husband was only 7 or 8 at the time. But still, chopping up a doll, that's uh, pretty hilarious. Being the daughter of two shamans is very complicated. For our religion, we cannot celebrate any of the American holidays, especially Halloween. On the night of Halloween, October 31st, 2010, I encountered something that would have killed me or possessed me. On this night, my friends and I went trick-or-treating for a while around the block. After that, we took off to a party. Before we got into the party in the car, I noticed that I received a text message from my idiot friend sitting next to me. As I walked out of the car, I opened the text message. The message read, Hurry up, G, and send this to another person, or she'll come get ya. It was one of those chain mails. At first, I didn't get the message, but... As I scrolled down the screen, I saw a video and a scary girl on it. Being the smart person that I was, I decided not to watch it and closed the message. I told my friend how stupid he was for trying to scare me and that I wasn't going to fall for it. While walking in the middle of the road with my friends all scattered, I started to hear talking and screaming. Then I noticed that my phone screen was on and I looked at it. As soon as I saw it, I freaked out. I had accidentally played the scary video sent to me. As scared as I was running and crying in the middle of the road, my friends all joked and laughed. then decided that it wasn't funny anymore. My friends came to me apologizing and trying to cheer me up. We went to the party 
and after a few minutes of fun, we left. When I got home, it was midnight. As I walked inside, my mom saw and asked me where I went. I didn't answer her because she already knew where I'd been. Before I took off, I noticed my mom staring at me as if something was circling above or behind me. When she did that, I just simply ignored it and went to bed. I share a room with my two sisters and I sleep in the middle because sometimes I'm spiritually active. So sleeping in the middle calms me. Anyways, during the middle of the night, my body was burning up in pain. My head was hurting and I was in so much pain. My nose was also running like crazy. I couldn't sleep at all. In my head, I felt like something was wrong and that there was an unusual atmosphere. I was seeing weird faces and it scared me. Morning came and I had to skip school because for some odd reason, I became very sick overnight. That day, I slept all the way up until the afternoon. When I awoke, my siblings were home from school. I asked my sister who I shared a room with that night while I was asleep. She told me that early this morning, my mom and dad had to do a little ceremony for me because last night, something big has followed me home. Hearing that flashes my mind back to when my mom was looking at me before I went to bed. I never want to celebrate Halloween ever again. Thinking about it now still scares me. But I guess I deserve it. Because I went out when I wasn't supposed to. This was on Halloween last year. A couple of buddies and I were out trick-or-treating. Our neighborhood isn't the nicest, but also isn't the worst. I'd say about medium and criminal activity. About 90 minutes in, we see a house with a sign that says, Go to the van for your candy. Which had an arrow pointing to the left. And sure enough, we saw a black van. This house was at the end of a street, so it wouldn't have been easy to get away fast. Anyways, we went to the van and we see a man. He's in the driver's seat. He tells us something like, Your candy's in the back here. Open up the door and get it so you can come get some. I knew something was up and alarms were punching my brain, telling me, Stranger danger. We looked at each other with a confused look. We asked the man, Why isn't the door already opened? And why aren't you out here? Couldn't you have done the same thing with a note or something? He says nothing and just tells us to get in the back to get our candy. Get in the back. We said no and continued trick-or-treating. About 20 minutes after this van incident, we were about two blocks away now, and we see the same van from before. I tell the others, and we all agreed, and we hauled our behinds back to our houses. Once the van notices us running, it does a U-turn, screeching in the other direction. When we finally get to our house, we told our parents and they all called the cops, screaming and yelling at them to find a black fan. It's been a year now, and we all agreed not to trick-or-treat this year. I don't know what would have happened if I or anyone else would have gotten into the van.
It was October 31st, Halloween day. I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and it gets really dark here during the winter. Of course, there are many kids who go trick-or-treating. I'm an adult female, and I have two kids. One is 17, and the other is 9. My husband would take our children out to get candy, and we would always call each other just to make sure we're okay. Anchorage has been getting worse over the past few years. More crimes, more murders, and more death rates. It's not like how it used to be before. However, this incident had nothing to do with that. It's much more scarier. While my husband took our children out to get candy, I was the one who passed out candy. We lived in the rather smaller house so less people would come to our place. However, it was going on good, and everything was going fine. Then, I got a call from my husband. Unfortunately, I was too busy passing out candy to the children at the door. I got back and I finally called him. Honey, how are you doing? He asked politely. Yes, I'm doing okay. How are you and the children? I asked. They're having a lot of fun, my husband replied. Where are you guys? I said. We're walking into the car right now, but there's one more house to go than the other houses. He replied. I asked him to put me on speaker so my sons could hear me. I wanted to know how they were doing and if they were having fun. Hi kids, are you guys having fun? I asked curiously. Yes. They shouted with excitement. What was that? I said with confusion. I heard someone's voice, but along with my two sons. Honey, are you just with the kids? I asked. He told me yes, that it was only him and our children. I guess the phone caused a different voice to come out of the phone. A little later, more kids started to show up at my house. There was this particular teen who showed up. He was close to 16 or 18 years old. He had on a white tee, ripped up bag, Hair brushed to the forehead, dirty face, ripped jeans, and somewhat of a smelly odor. His appearance and presence was terrifying, even to be here. I couldn't see his face. He had on a hoodie, but I saw teeth on his cheek, and his lips were split to the cheeks. I just thought it was a Halloween costume. He was alone, and had a silent, smooth voice. Trick or treat, he said. Hello there, I said with excitement. Here you go, a baked snicker bar just for you. I looked into his bag and saw nothing. He opened it slowly, and I tossed it in. Have a nice day, I said. He walked away slowly. And for some reason, he didn't go into my neighbors for candy. He just walked away after getting candy from me. I saw more children walking towards my house, and I got ready to get more candy to put in their collection. I heard my phone ringing, and it was my husband calling. Hello, hon. What's up? I asked. Baby, someone is following us. It's not a person. It keeps following us with each step. He said frightened. Call the cops. Where are the boys? I shouted loudly. They're at a house getting candy. I took this opportunity to tell you to not scare our kids. He said. I thought you said you went into the car already. I said. 
I tried to, but once we reached it, I took a turn because it was there, staring at us. My husband said, Are you guys the only trick-or-treaters? Please walk with them, baby. I said, demanding. We're the only ones here right now, he said. Where are you? I'll come pick you guys up. Ask for shelter in someone's house, and give me the location, I said. We both hung up, and he gave me the location. He was at Diamond, a very large popular spot in the neighborhood, to get candy. I was located at Boniface, which was about 16 miles away. I got into my car and raced to his location. At this point, I finally reached Diamond. I got into the neighborhood and looked for house 357. I was driving really fast, managing to run through the obstacles of trick-or-treaters in the way. As I got closer to the destination, it was pure pitch black. The road that they were trick-or-treating in had absolutely no one there. 346? Nope. 351? No. Closer though. Ah! I screamed loudly. There was a white shadow and black shadow in front of my car. I stared at it. It was a human-like figure. No eyes, no nothing. I got closer to the house, but it was in the way. I was so scared and I thought to myself, is it real? I tried to act as if it wasn't there. Then I ran over it. It disappeared like a mist. I finally found house 357 and ran straight to the house. I banged on it really hard and for them to open up. A man appeared with a bowl of candy. My, my, aren't you a little too old to be trick-or-treating? The man said. Are my children and husband here? I asked, shivering. My children popped out from the side of the man, and they all said hi to me. I was so relieved. I saw my husband get up and come hug me. Sir, thank you so much for allowing my family to come here. I will manage it from here. Thank you. I said kindly. No problem, ma'am. You gotta do what you gotta do. He said, smiling. I walked with my children to the car, seeing if the shadow was still there. Babe, do you still want to drive your car? I asked him. Let's go home for now. We'll come get my car tomorrow, he said. When we got home, all was good. My children were happy and excited to eat the candy. However, not showing our true colors to my children, we knew what was going on. After this incident, we always went to places that have people going to. Even though Diamond is popular, we weren't in a good spot. About a year later, my husband told me that he saw something terrifying and didn't want to speak of it. During our call, making sure that we were okay, he told me that he was walking our children to the car door. He noticed that he and our children walked in front of a white shadow, not knowing what it was, and that it kept following them. He told me that he saw its face. The eyes were all over the place, and one of them was placed in the forehead. The lips were split to the cheeks, and the teeth was showing from the cheeks itself. Its body has been torn, but still able to walk. All I can think of was, what if that person was the one who replied back to me when I asked my sons if they were having fun? What if that same person came to my house and walked away silently? In October of 2019, I went to a Halloween costume ball hosted by our local art gallery. 
which was organized by a Unitarian Universalist spiritual center. It was a typical party, but had a few ceremonial attributes to celebrate Samhain. I dressed up as the Red Death from Phantom of the Opera and basically went alone, thus waiting for a friend who did eventually meet up with me later in the night. Before that, I've had the most bizarre experience. Bizarre, as in I was unable to imagine a clear explanation behind this certain circumstance. I still can't think of one to this day. So after dancing to music and sipping a couple of drinks, I was interested enough to purchase a photographic aura reading from this lady at a tiny little booth. I sat down and she instructed me to take off my skull mask and to firmly lie my palms on a flat silver machine linked to her laptop. I was then instructed to look into the camera and after a few minutes, my image appeared on the screen with a mix of transparent colors along with various measuring charts. I was further intrigued and listened to the lady's explanations concerning chakras and the like. As I was trying to pay attention to her, something in my peripheral vision distracted me a bit. I decided to look directly ahead, and to my surprise, a group of four people sitting at a table were staring and smiling back at me. Three men and one woman. If their expressions weren't friendly, then they were most definitely flirtatious. I can't recall if they ever blinked. I was a bit weirded out, especially because I wasn't wearing my skull mask. I didn't even think to wave back a hello, so I just ignored them and listened further to the lady's interesting lecture, helping me examine my aura. At the same time, I couldn't help but feeling stared down from the distance. I looked ahead again and it was the same group, checking me out. They just kept looking at me without even signaling me to walk over to their table. I knew I wasn't hallucinating because I blinked and the whole group was still there, not making a move. To be honest, I swear, I have never met this group before, so I don't know why they were staring at me as if they knew me. While not making it a big deal, the lady finished up what she wanted to teach me. I paid her, and then I got up and went to the bathroom. I just brushed it off that it was a stranger experience, nothing else. Afterwards, my friend found me, and we chatted until he had to leave for his mother's birthday. Interestingly enough, I then realized that the group never approached me after my aura session. I wonder what it was all about. Out of stubborn curiosity, I reached out through the entire venue and still didn't find them. Well, that's pretty much it. And hopefully, you are never as spooked as I was. A good friend of mine told me the story. He and his other friends went to play hide and seek at the graveyard on Halloween. I didn't know him at the time, but this is what he told me. My friend took his younger sister to go trick-or-treating and went with his other friends as well. They went out for a long time before they wanted to end their fun on Halloween. They decided to go and play hide and seek. It was very late at this time and Halloween has come and gone. It was to the point where 
there was no more trick-or-treaters. So they went to the graveyard and started doing rock, paper, scissors. Unfortunately, my friend got picked as the seeker. He counted to 10 and everyone went to hide. Knowing that his little sister wasn't a good hider, he found her first. When he found her, he grabbed her by the arm and started dragging her wherever he went. After about three minutes of not finding everyone, he called it quits. Now, this is the part that got him scared the most. After he calls it quits, everybody came out. And so did his little sister. She stood by one of his friends because she didn't want to be alone. He thought to himself and counted everyone and they were all standing in front of him. He then realized the person he was holding wasn't his sister. He got so freaked out that when he turned to the little girl that he was holding, it was not his sister, but a walking corpse of a little girl. He dropped his grip and ran towards his sister, and with that, everyone ran out. They never went back to the graveyard. Some of them even left their bags of candy. Ever since I was a child, I have been terrified of werewolves and wolves as well, especially movies about them. And as a child, I was crazy enough to watch them, but I covered my eyes whenever I knew the scary wolf was about to appear. So this obviously gave me terrible nightmares for most of my life. It was a Friday on Halloween night, 2016. At that time, I worked as an English teacher in a company I always thought did not appreciate me. On that night, I was planning on watching a horror movie marathon like I did every year. On that night, I was planning on watching a werewolf movie, but one of my co-workers recommended me an old movie called An American Werewolf in London. It sounded scary, but I wanted to face my fears and give it a shot. On that day, I was very excited because I've already bought candy for the trick-or-treaters and some bears for myself, but I wish that I did not have work until 5pm. As soon as I got off work, I took my things and left my office. I drove my car home, which I call the Batmobile. To execute my plans, I listened to the song called Thriller. Of course, everybody know who it's by which I loved listening to on Halloween nights. I got home around 7 p.m. or so. Then I took a beer from my fridge, drank a long sip, and heard the door ring, which scared me for a sec. And then I heard trick or treat behind my door. So I opened it, complimented the kids' cool costumes, and gave them candy. The trick-or-treaters kept visiting me up until 8pm and all the while I listened to heavy metal and ate ramen for dinner. After that, I grabbed my laptop and watched my horror movie marathon and I left the werewolf movie for last. Sometimes I had to pause to get another beer and it would scare the heck out of me, but I thought it was a good movie. So I was down six beers in and decided to go to sleep at midnight. That night, I had a terrible nightmare where I had to run away from a werewolf in a dark, foggy, creepy forest which was only lit by full moon. In my dream, I was screaming my lungs out 
and I felt extremely disoriented and afraid of this huge, bulky, black-as-night werewolf that was chasing after me. I ran for my life for what seemed like hours, but I felt the beast closing in on me. I turned around several times, and all I could see was its dark silhouette, bright red eyes, and yellow teeth bearing at me. I screamed again and ran a bit faster now. Out of the blue, I came across a huge fallen tree that blocked my way. So I had no choice but to jump over it. I heard the werewolf growl and panting behind me, so I jumped over the tree. While I was in mid-air, I felt a sharp pain on my back, and I woke up suddenly. Then I jumped out of my bed from fright, hit my body against the floor, and cursed. I rubbed my eyes, slowly got up. Out of nowhere, I felt a sudden and string pain on my back, just like in my dream. I tried reaching for the place where I felt the pain, but I couldn't reach it. So I went to the bathroom, washed my face, drank a bit of tap water, and saw myself in the mirror. Turned around, and to my horror, I saw five deep, bloody gashes on my back. I jumped forward and said, What the heck is that? The next day, I went to the hospital and got my wound patched up. I simply lied to the doctor and said my cat scratched me while I was sleeping. To this day, I still ask myself if that was just a crazy dream or did my terrible mind somehow make it a reality. Who knows? The truth is, I will never watch a werewolf movie again, since I was so terrified that I might have another nightmare as vivid and terrifying as that one. Here is a crazy encounter with my former boss and the time I had to work third shift. It was October 2005. I just started working there. I didn't know much of what went on or around there. Again, we were the only department that was opened for work. There was a total of only four of us, plus the supervisor. She would patrol the whole entire building. We, of course, had no security to do that. Sometimes she would run off to the machine shop to get some work done and help them out. So most of the time it was just us three working in the production room. There was an African guy, a Polish lady, and then me. We would talk here and there, but most of the time we just remained silent. The African guy and I talked the most. He would tell me things he heard from others that he worked with. So during Halloween week at work, our supervisor was patrolling the other departments and saw something reaching into a bowl of candy on one of the person's desk. She brushed it off and thought that it was just her imagination. Well, as she walked around, she kept having to pick up candy wrappers. So she came to us and said, Hey guys, if you eat candy, please toss the wrapper in the trash because I've been picking up wrappers all night. We all looked at each other and told her, We've been here all night and haven't gone anywhere. So she just said, Well, make sure to do so, that's all. She then went back to her office, and the three of us started talking. The Polish lady started saying, for some strange reason, the past few years, other supervisors complained 
about the same thing, especially during this time. She then reminded us about four years ago, a little girl was hit by a car outside of her company. To me, I took it as nothing. Around midnight, the supervisor comes back and says to us, Look, I'm being nice by letting you guys eat candy, but please, please pick up your wrappers. We then said, we've been here all day, and no one has gone anywhere. Around 1am, she decides to catch us, because our supervisor thinks that we're lying to her. She grabs the camera, places the camera where she keeps picking up the candy wrappers. Around 2am, she goes and checks it and brings it back. She then says, Come on, let's watch this. I know for sure one of you guys have been throwing candy wrappers and I caught you on camera this time. So we all looked. As she was playing the video, we saw a white apparition appeared and began tossing candy wrappers on the floor. Trust me, we all got spooked out, but we didn't say anything and just kept quiet the whole night. What we then saw was that the apparition turned into a little girl. She would take the candy and throw the wrapper on the floor and it seemed like she was skipping. The scary part was that she knew where the camera was and kept coming to the camera. As she moved towards the camera, it seems as if she put her face right through the camera. She did this a few times and didn't say anything. But then we hear the door open and that's when the supervisor went in to grab the camera in the video footage. When 5am rolled around, our supervisor ran up to her manager's office and showed him the footage and she said to not let anyone see it or know about it. We were called into a meeting. The four of us and the manager was told strictly not to say anything. The only real person who knows about this was the Polish lady since she's worked their shift the longest. The supervisor was new to the third shift and so was the African guy and I. Well, as you know it, someone out of the four started to tell everyone what happened that night and what we saw. Some of the OGs on the day shift and the swing shift started asking me. I just said, who told you guys that? They all responded and said that the manager told all of them in a meeting just when the day shift people was about to go home and the swing shift people started rolling in. I just said, not sure, because I was working. Weeks went by and the OGs from the day and swing shift still kept asking me, aren't you scared of working third shift? I just replied, no, and since you guys want to know so bad, I'll tell you what happened. So I told them what we saw in that video. And since then, no one goes out alone, especially when swing shift is about to go home and third shift is about to start. I was 16 years old, the oldest in the family. During Halloween, my family and I would always go to the big houses. They gave out huge and better candy. However, this year, my family didn't go. I, on the other hand, went with my little brother. My little brother's name is Peng. He is about 9 years old. Since our family didn't want to go this time, I decided to go alone with my brother. We didn't have a car because the big houses were too far away 
So we decided to just go around our neighborhood to trick or treat. In Anchorage, trick or treaters start to pop around 6 to 7 p.m. Then more show up around 8 to 9. At 10 p.m., people start to go home and enjoy the candy. My brother and I decided to go at around 9 to 10 p.m. because that's when people start to give out more candy. There are no more trick-or-treaters at that time and that's when the owner's candy becomes useless so that's when they start giving out more. So we waited impatiently for time to pass by. I got my Halloween costume on and we decided to start at 8.30pm anyways. We were just too excited to wait. My brother and I started walking through our large neighborhood. Our neighborhood was called the ghetto because many crimes and murders would happen here. The neighborhood was called Mountain View, close by an Asian store called Red Apple. I brought a knife with us just in case. Walking door to door, we got candy. We just started and had many candies at this point. Walking down the road, my brother Pang started talking to himself. It's okay, you can come with us, my brother said. Who are you talking to? I asked. This boy, he's lonely and wants to walk with us, my brother said sympathetically. I was thinking my brother was being dumb because he's always been acting a fool. You're stupid. Don't do that or something might actually come for us. I said rudely. I'm not kidding. He said he wants to trick or treat with us. My brother replied. I shrugged it off and kept fishing for candies at doors. We appeared at a nice decent house which was unlike of Mountain View. We knocked hard and a woman appeared at the door. Trick or treat, my brother and I said excitedly. Nice costumes, she said nicely. Here you go, and I'll double the candy for dressing nicely, she said. She gave us each a huge Twix bar. I was so excited to munch down on it. Wait, you didn't get my friend one, my brother said. Well, where's your friend? The lady replied. He's right here, right next to me. Please give him one, my brother demanded nicely. At this point, I glared at my brother and told him to stop. Stop it. Stop it, Ping. Stop it with your fake friends. Or I'm going to tell mom and dad that you're talking to ghosts. I mumbled. The lady looked confused as ever, and she told us to be safe around the place. Well, I don't see your friend, so I'll put another Twix bar for your friend in your bag, she said confusingly. Thank you, my brother replied. We walked away from the house, and I looked at my brother angrily. You lied. You lied to the nice lady. Now, give me that Twix bar. I said demandingly. No, no, it's for my friend. He screamed. Stop it. Stop it with your fake friends. Or I'll take you home and we won't get any more candy tonight. I said with hatred. I took the candy bar away from him because I was selfish about the big candy bars. Give it back. It's for my friends, my brother said while crying. Shut up. This is my candy bar now, I said happily. My brother threw his candy on the ground, and he started to wail on the ground, flipping around like Magikarp. He was making a scene, but luckily, no one was there to see. Get up. 
stop embarrassing me, I said. I saw a trick-or-treater walking alone come in our way. I assume he was trick-or-treating house to house, but he was walking straight to my brother and I. Get up, you little psycho. Someone's coming, I shouted. My brother got up and started talking to himself again. I'm sorry my brother took your candy bar. Here, you can have mine, my brother said while crying. I felt my bag pushed towards me. I lost grip of my bag and all my candy fell. Look, look at what you did, I yelled out loudly. My brother started to laugh in a funny way. No, my friend pushed your bag, he said smiling. I was getting scared at this point, so I picked up all my candy off the ground, back into my bag. I looked behind me and saw the figure of a child. Okay, we're leaving now. Let's go home, I said with fear. My friend is gone. We can go home. My brother said eerily. We arrived home and I went straight to my parents and told them what happened. I explained to them what happened and that my brother started to scare me. They obviously shrugged it off and told me that he's always like that. I went into my room and separated my good candies from the bad. I saw that my large Twix bar was now missing along with the other Twix bar that I took from my brother. I went straight to his bedroom and I screamed at him. Where the heck is my Twix bar? I shouted loudly. I didn't take it. My friend took it. See? Look. The wrapper is right there. He said with a smirk. Open your mouth. I want to see if you're lying. I said madly. I opened his mouth and there was nowhere to be found of chocolate. I started to freak out and if my brother was truly telling me the truth. Where's your Twix bar at? I asked. You took my friend's Twix bar, so he stole it back. I told you, I'm not lying, he replied, not answering my question. To heck with you and your friend, I said. I walked away, back into my room, slammed my door, and started to sort out candy. About a minute later, I got a knock on my door. Who is it? I asked. Kong, my friend and I want to apologize for stealing your candy. Can you please open the door? My brother said politely. No! Get away from me, you little thieves, I shouted. My brother then used a spoon to open my door. Here, my friend wants to give back your Twix bar, he said smiling. I took the Twix bar back. Get out of here, you little twerp, I shouted, trying not to smile. About an hour later, around midnight, I felt sad for yelling at my brother and cussing at him. I opened my door and I went to his. I overheard a conversation of him talking to himself. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to kill my brother. Please, please go away, my brother said crying. I only heard my brother talking and I was getting pretty freaked out. I opened the door, slamming it against the wall. My brother gasped when he saw me. I saw a devil-like child figure flying into the dusk and into thin air. I screamed so loud, my dad came to investigate. I started to scream for this figure to go away, even though it was gone at this point. My brother started to cry even more. What's going on here? What's wrong? My dad shouted. I couldn't speak. I was scared for my life after seeing this entity thing. 
Then I fell unconscious and the next day arrived. By the time I woke up, my father was speaking to a shaman elder. The shaman elder told me that my brother fell into a trap, the ghost of a devil seeking and using young children to kill their family only on Halloween. And once done, they will be possessed and forever forgotten. The elder told me that my brother was strong and knew not to kill his family. The sad thing is, my brother, he can't speak anymore. He suddenly lost his voice. We have no clue how he did. I went to hug my brother and he just mumbled random things. I look at him and I start to cry. He cried along with me. Now I never go alone trick-or-treating, especially if there's a third or unknown trick-or-treater. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this Halloween special. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you.